Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 13th, 2022. If you're new to today's word, then I want you to know that I've been doing today's word for over 24 years. This is year number 25. And the, the Lord told me in December 1997 to put his word in people's email inbox. And and uh, and back then, a lot of people didn't have email. So I started with eight of my friends, and then it's grown over the years to thousands of people get the email every day. And then now we added the video component, I don't know, about 11 or 12 years ago. And we're up to about 2,700 episodes. So I pray that these messages are a blessing to you. My covenant with God was this. I take care because God told me to do it. And then for, I've been doing it for so long uh, where I take care of God's work first, first thing in the morning, and he takes care of mine. And it doesn't matter where I'm at. And it doesn't really matter, you know, the time or anything like that. So I'm just going to share with you right now. For the next couple of days, I'm in Vegas. So I got here last night. I got here only a few hours ago. And it is 4 a.m. in Vegas. Uh, And so I'm sharing it. That means I had to get up earlier to get ready for the word, to get the word, to get it ready, to get it ready for you. And then after I do this, I'm going back to sleep. I share that to say, when you have a commitment to God and God's grace is on your life, it does require discipline on your part. It, you require the discipline to walk in the authenticity of your assignment. Um, you can't, you, you know, you prepare blessings come to prepare people and grace is not a license for laziness. So as I get ready to share the word of God with you this morning, I just want to remind you that for you to be a disciple, you have to be disciplined. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. This is God's grace and our faith, part 34. So we've been talking about God's grace and our faith. Now, this is part 34 of the series. And if you missed the previous messages, obviously, you can go to, to, to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena and check those out. Or you can just subscribe to the podcast, the Rick Pena podcast. The title of today's message is Living Free from Sin, Death, and the Law. Living Free from Sin, from Death, and the Law. Before I really get into the message, I also want to share with you that for the last few weeks, I've I've preached a series of messages that I believe would be a a tremendous blessing to you. So I share these messages on YouTube, go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. You see, I post the whole message. And so, so you should check that out, not just watch today's word, but if you get an opportunity to watch some of those full sermons that I, that I posted, I believe there'll be a blessing to you. So we've been looking at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. And then we look at something in Galatians, Galatians 5, and 18 was the last thing we looked at. Today, we're going to look at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, and then Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21. So this is what the Bible says in John 1 and 14. The word became flesh. The word is Jesus. And he dwelt among us. And we were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In John 1 and 17, the Bible says that the law was given by Moses, the Ten Commandments, and the law uh, of Leviticus. But grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're living under this covenant of grace and we live the grace life. And in Galatians 5, beginning at verse 19, the Bible says the cravings of the self-life are obvious. 
sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of chasing after God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, <laughs> senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessings of other people, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all of this type of behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom of God? So the Apostle Paul goes into a whole laundry list of sin and living in sin and the lust of the flesh and all of that. And we're going to talk about it today. So I'm talking about you're free. You're free, but you're not free. You're not supposed to be free to live like that. No, we're free to be the men, the women that God has called us to be. So let's talk about it. What does this mean for you today? I have five things to share with you on this morning. And then, like I said, I'm in Vegas. So after I'm done with this, I'm going back to sleep. All right. Number one, the author of the one of the most powerful passages in the Bible about grace, which is the Apostle Paul, who wrote the, the, the letter from the Apostle Paul to the believers in Galatia. So the whole letter of Galatians is about the grace of God. Um, Paul made it clear that grace is not a license to sin. Before listing the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which we all like to talk about the fruit of the Spirit, but before he lists the fruit of the Spirit, he, he lists the, the fruit of the flesh or the lust of the, fr the flesh. And he goes into great detail. Um, and a laundry list of things, I mean, that he just mentioned that I just read for you, right? These are fruits of the flesh. And he lists this within the context of being led by the Holy Spirit. That's, that was Galatians 5 and 16. Being led by the Holy Spirit, that was Galatians 5 and 18. And he was saying, if you're led by the Holy Spirit, then you won't do these things. So you won't perform these acts if you're led by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, will never lead you contrary to the Word of God. So put that in the chat. The Spirit of God would never lead me contrary to the Word of God, or the Spirit of God would never lead me contrary to the will of God. So if I'm led by the Holy Spirit, I'm going to live a life that is pleasing in God's sight because the Holy Spirit will always lead me to live in a such a way that honors the Lord, that it, it is in accordance with his will. Number two, Paul told us that we're free. Then Paul told us not to use this freedom to sin, not to use this freedom as like a license to sin. Conversely, Paul says that if we're led by God's spirit, we're not going to live in sin. So going back, I don't, I'm not going to read all that for you again, but I, he was talking about like the lust of the flesh, pornography, addictions, arguing with people, unnecessary arguments, unnecessary quarrels. You got people that are jealous of other people. You're jealous of what other people have. You're, you're, you're devaluing yourself by being even jealous of, of what other people are. All of these things, if you're led by the Holy Spirit, you won't live like that. If you're led by the Holy Spirit, you'll be comfortable with yourself. Put this in the chat. I'm comfortable in my own skin. Well, it went, put yeah, when you when you're led by the Holy Spirit, you, you don't have no need to be jealous of anybody else. 
You're comfortable with who you are. You know who it is that God has called you to be. You're, you're resting in your divine assignment. You're thankful for everything that you have. You're not worried about what other people have. You celebrate what other people have without lusting or having jealousy or the wrong motives towards other people just because they're blessed. You're able to celebrate their blessings without devaluing yourself. You're able to be at peace with yourself so that you, so that you can love other people. It's hard to love other people when you don't love yourself. So you could be at peace with yourself and celebrate other people without it damaging your own opinion of yourself. That's how we live when we're led by the Holy Spirit. Now, those that are not led by the Holy Spirit, they're angry, they're arguing, they're jealous, they're bitter, all of those things. Say amen to that. Number three, when people take the message of grace to simply mean, oh, well, well, that means I'm free to sin. Obviously, they miss the message of grace altogether and please, don't, don't come to me and act like you need a license to sin. You were sinning without a license. So at the end of the day, these are people that are unrepentant. These are people that are either not born again or they're baby Christians. If you're born again, look at me. If you're born again, you can put this in the chat. The supernatural is natural to me. So if you're born again, you're naturally supernatural. If you're born again, then naturally speaking, you're like God. You're supposed to live like God. Now, if you're born again, but you don't live like God, if you're born again and you don't think like God or act like God or, or, or walk in the holiness where, where with God has called us, then the Bible doesn't, doesn't say that that's natural to you. No, because you're supposed to be naturally supernatural. The Bible calls you carnal, to, to, to be carnal because you're, you're a new person, but you're living like you're not. You're in Christ Jesus, but you're living like the world. You've made a decision for Christ, but you haven't made a decision to walk like Christ in this world. So you have to embrace the grace of God in order to walk in the full freedom of who it is that God has called you to be. Put this in the chat. I embrace the grace. I embrace it. I embrace the grace. So it is only by the grace of God that you could be who it is that God has called you to be. Number four, Paul's message in the book of Galatians is a powerful message. Let me, I will summarize it in this manner. Basically, and if you read all of Galatians, the Apostle Paul is saying that Jesus delivered us from three things, from sin, from death, and from the law. So let me explain. He delivered you from sin. Just to be clear about this, put this in the chat. I'm free from sin. God delivered you from, if you're born again, if you're covered by the blood of Jesus, God has delivered you from sin, all sin. But that doesn't mean that you are to continue in sin. Jesus delivered you from it, so you shouldn't want to go back to it. Jesus made you free from sin. So sin no longer has any power over you. You literally have power over sin. You can put that in the chat. Sin is not my issue. Sin has no power over me. Sin has no, you, you don't, you're not under the power of sin. You're over the power of sin. So sin has no power over you. If you sin now, look at me, just to be clear about something. If you continue to live in sin now, it's not because you have to. It's because you want to. If you continue to live in sin now, it's not because you have to, because you don't. sin doesn't have you entangled anymore. It's because you want to. It's because you have a part or an area of your life that is unrepentant or it hasn't changed. You are carnally minded in that area. You haven't renewed your mind in that area. So if you keep doing something that you know you're not supposed to do in that area, you haven't changed. In that area, you are unrepentant. And it's something that you just want to do. Basically, you have bad habits. Say amen to that. All right. Death. Let's talk about death, the fear of death. Jesus delivered you from the fear of death. The Bible says in Hebrews that there are some people who spend all their lives 
in bondage to the fear of death. I just flew to Vegas last night. Oh, just a few hours ago. And I tell you all, I told you that before, that some people are afraid of flying. They're not afraid of flying. They're afraid of dying. So, so Jesus delivered you from the fear of death. You should put that in the chat. I am free from the fear of death. I have, listen, if you're born again, you've done all the dying that you're going to do. If you die to self, you've done all the dying that you're going to do. And so the day that you physically die, just like if I have a jacket on and I walk out of my jacket, I take my jacket off and I walk out of it, the jacket falls to the ground. Well, you are a spirit and you're living in this physical body. One day you're going to walk out of it and this body is going to fall to the ground, but you're still going to be alive. So you're going to live forever. So the day that we die is just moving day for us. If we're born again, the day that we die, we just graduate from earth to glory, from time to eternity, from mortal to immortality, and we will forever be with the Lord. So you have no fear of death for what? You, you've done all the dying you're going to do. You're going to live forever. Say amen to that. Put that in the chat. I'm going to live forever. Amen. All right. And then finally, the law. So I've taught you a lot about the, the fact that you're free from the bondage of the law. The Apostle Paul made it clear that the law was for a certain time period. And that time period ended when Jesus came, the promised child. And the writer of Hebrews told us that once the new covenant was introduced, it made the old covenant obsolete and outdated. So we are no longer under the bondage associated with the law. And, and the point of this is that you are now free to live under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So you're free from sin, you're free from death, you're free from the law, and now you're free. Say, I'm free. You're free to live in the freedom of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will lead you to live a life that is, that is holy in God's sight, and the Holy Spirit will lead you to live a supernatural life. You can get downloads from above. You get wisdom, insight, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. And if you learn to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit, you will experience heaven on earth. Say amen to that. Put heaven on earth in the chat. Heaven on earth is my goal. And then number five, last thing for today. You have the grace to be holy as God is holy. This is, this is something that I'm going to just share my heart with you on this one. The Apostle Peter quoted Leviticus. In 1 Peter 1 and 16, he was quoting Leviticus 11 and Leviticus 20, when he said, it is written, be holy because I am holy, says the Lord. So when I was a baby Christian, and there's some people on this chat that knew me before I was born again, and then even when I was a baby Christian. Uh, so I see Craig on here. I see Will, Charlie, Mike. Uh, so there's some people that knew me back in the day, or when I either in my BC days, like Charlie, Mike, or in my young baby Christian days. And the problem is when I was first born again, is that like most people, I was told to be holy. I was told, hey, you gotta be holy. Be holy because God is holy. And, but I was never taught how to be holy. So I was told to be holy, but I was never taught about God's grace. So I was scolded when I did something wrong. You know, you're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to be born again. You're supposed to be this. <laughs> and so I was scolded when I didn't live up to God's standards, but I was never encouraged to embrace the grace of God to do what I couldn't do without God. In short, I was told that holiness was a requirement for me, but I lived in condemnation because no matter how much I tried, I eventually missed the mark and I made mistakes. And, and so, and I beat myself up really bad as a result of it. So I was living under performance-based religion. And since I took on the pressure to perform, I was tr trying to live a life that was pleasing in God's sight, but I was trying to do it in my own power, my own ability, my own strength. 
And that was very stressful. Not only was it stressful, but it meant that I was living in a constant state of guilt and condemnation and shame. Right. And this is why I believe God hates religion. I believe God hates religion because because religious people, not only do they live that way, but then they put this on other people and they put all of these requirements and then and then they try to make you they put you down and try to make you feel bad about yourself. And, and you're living with guilt and shame and condemnation. And that's not the gospel of grace at all. The gospel of grace delivers us from all of that. Deliver me. And I pray that it delivers you as well. Listen, I've been studying the Bible. I've been walking with God for 27 years. I've been preaching for 26 of those 27 years. And it wasn't until about 10 years ago, 2012, that I started studying the grace of God. So I preached for a long time and I lived for a long time without understanding God's grace. And so for a long time, I took on guilt and shame and condemnation and the pressure to perform. But now I'm free from this constant barrage of condemnation uh, because I used to deal with that constantly. I don't deal with it anymore. Um, And now I'm free. I'm free to walk in the grace of God and to be who it is that God has called me to be. And most, most importantly, I'm free because no longer is my expectation of God, God's goodness towards me, based on my expectation or my perceived level of goodness towards him. In other words, people that are performance-based are very religious. They base their expectation from God based on their performance towards God. And that's dangerous because you would never be able to perform on the level of God's goodness. And so I've I've been teaching you in this series to detach, decouple, and disconnect your faith from your performance. Put this in the chat. I no longer live performance-based. Or you could just put in there, I live grace-based. So when you detach or decouple, disconnect your level of expectation, your faith from your performance, now you can learn what I taught you in the series, faith works by love. My, my performance may not be perfect, but God's love towards me is perfect. And God, my faith works by love. My faith works because I'm convinced that God loves me with this everlasting love. And of course, I don't, I'm not... I'm not going to live a life of sin and I'm not going to willfully sin and none of that. But at the end of the day, I'm not basing my expectation of God's goodness towards me on my performance towards him. No, sin is not my focus. I don't live sin conscious anymore. I live grace conscious. I live godly conscious. And so now I'm focused on God. I'm holiness conscious. And so for me to be holy, for me to walk in a true level of holiness, for sin not to be an issue for me, I got to live free from sin. And the only way for me to do it is to be living conscious of the fact that God is on me and in me and with me and for me. And I'm embracing the grace of God and the grace of God will empower me to live free from sin, the power of sin, to live free from death, the fear of death, and to live free from the law, the bondage to the law. I am free. Put that in the chat. Now I'm free and I'm really free. And it's the grace life. And I'm convinced that this is how we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I know I'm in a hotel, so I can't really share like the comments that are going on. But thank you so much for the comments. I'm going to go back and I'll read those. But um, let's declare some things over our lives. I want you to speak up and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me the importance of your grace. You saved me by grace through faith. Now that I'm forgiven of sin, you've given me your spirit by your spirit. And your grace, I am empowered to live free from sin. Sin has no power over me. I overcome evil with good. 
I'm led by your spirit in all things. My focus is not on sin or a bunch of rules. <laughs> My focus is on hearing your voice and doing whatever you tell me to do. Living this way, I have the grace to be holy as you are holy. So I am determined to live as the man or woman that I'm called to be and I will experience heaven on earth. When people look at me, they get a glimpse of what heaven is like. Why? Because I live the grace life. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, get your, put your email address there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Uh, I'm about to go back to sleep. Have an amazing day. Uh, I will see you tomorrow morning. Oh, hold on. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. All right. Now, I'll see you tomorrow morning. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit, I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.